Hi, I'm Christine, and welcome back to our podcast. If you guys didn't hear from the intro, unfortunately, Joanna will not be joining us this week. Her and her best friend, Alice, will actually be in Europe at this time. So they are traveling to London, Paris, and Barcelona. I actually just got back from a two-week trip in September to Europe. So if you guys have any questions about what we did, what we ate, how we planned for it, the museums we went to, the Paris Pass, and everything like that, um, you can ask us at the Nurses Off Duty on Instagram, and we love to have a podcast episode just talking about our adventures and what we loved about it. I had a truly amazing experience, and honestly, I can't wait to go back. There's so much culture and diversity, and I just love traveling, so I can't wait for my next adventure. Moving on to this week, um, our special guest is Faith Harvey. She is one of my best friends from nursing school, and she has an extreme passion about maternity and postpartum nursing. Um, she is also a new mom to baby Celeste, so congratulations, Faith, and I can't wait to kind of share with you her passion and what she does on an everyday basis. Before we get started, I'd just like to throw out a disclaimer saying that this podcast is not about policies or procedures. It's more about just us talking about our experiences out as an everyday nurse and what we kind of learn and grow from nursing. Um, we are also trying out a new mic. So if you guys like the sound quality better, please let us know. And if not, we'll kind of switch back to our older one. Um, and I'm kind of nervous not having Joanna here. We are always a dynamic duo, so not having her here is making me a little sad, but I'm really happy that she's traveling, and let's get started on this podcast. So, Faith, thank you so much for being here with us today. My first question is, first of all, like, what got you into nursing in general? Okay, so... When we I, also have baby Celeste in the back, so hopefully we won't hear her <laughs> So when I um, was just finishing high school, I was thinking, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Just like anyone. Um, so for me, it was, I needed something that would be a little bit more hands-on, um, a little bit more to do with talking to people, um, as you know, nurses, we talk to our patients all the time. We're always talking with them. We're always, um, oh boy, baby Celeste is busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed something that um, would be, would encompass both of those things. Didn't know what I really wanted to do, um, but I knew I wanted something to do with healthcare. Mm. I wasn't sure if that was going to be nursing or if that was going to be medicine or if I would start with nursing and then move towards medicine. Um, so when I chose nursing, I was like, okay, it encompasses all the things that I want in a career. Um, so let me start with that and then see if it, I end up going further, if I end up going um, to do some sort of post-grad studies or if I end up going into another professional school like medicine. Um, like, did you have anybody in your family that was a nurse? I also had people in my family who are nurses um, or PSWs. So I knew of nursing. It wasn't going to be as scary um, in that sense because I had people I could talk to about okay. um, about nursing. Maybe not the specific program because I didn't have anybody that went to U Ottawa's nursing program. But I knew that I could talk to nurses. And when did you kind of figure out that you wanted to do maternity? 
So maternity, I didn't, it's interesting because I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't fall in love with nursing until third year university. Yeah. End of third year university. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the time, it wasn't that I didn't like it, but I just was waiting for that moment that I would feel like, yes, this is it. I'm in. This is what I want. This is all I want. Yeah. It took a while. <laughs> so, and I feel like you don't you don't have that feeling until you get it, you know? Like yeah, mine was mine was like consolidation. So I worked like four years and I was like, oh, I don't really like anything so until then, <laughs> right? So I ended up getting um, a placement in the community at a community health center. Or at least it was listed that I would be at a community health center. But what ended up happening was that was the home base. But at the end of the day... You're going out into the community from that clinic and doing home visits. A lot of my friends have actually um, retired from their hospital nursing and then they've chosen community. Like they left the hospital to do community I, nursing. Yeah, so it's that. great. I can definitely it's, see it's, that. it's your personality. And some people have actually waited quite long to go into community. And it's very hard to go into community as well. Yeah. I had a, a preceptor who was yeah. really, really passionate about community nursing. So that really help to make the experience um for me so it definitely had there was benefit to it as well it was just i knew that the time that i was in that placement i knew that it would potentially be hard for me to get back into the hospital because i wasn't doing the same chart the same charting i wasn't using um some of the skills that a hospital nurse would have Mm -hmm. um and then just being in a hospital environment i knew that um it it might be difficult yeah so how did you get your maternity job like now like what did you do what do you apply you know did you have friends like how did it kind of unravel at the time i needed to just get back into the hospital so um i applied to everything (laughs) yeah as a new grad and that is very very important i think as a new grad to really keep your options open so i was applying to everything all kinds of things medicine surgery um um, of course, obstetrics as well, mental health. So I was applying everywhere. But it was very difficult for me to get a hospital placement after my community placement. And that might have just been my experience. I'm not sure if everyone experiences that, but my experience was that it was quite, quite difficult um, because I was getting a lot of feedback that, you know, I might have a hard time adjusting to being on, for example, a surgical unit, right, coming right from being one, a new grad, and two, having consolidated in yeah. the community. So I had a hard time with that. Um, so how long did it take you to get uh, like the, your first job in the hospital? About four months after I finished my consolidation, I started at, um, at the hospital. Um, I didn't start on the unit. Okay, Faye, so let's dive in. What is a typical day of a postpartum nurse? Like getting your assignment, you know, do you have four patients, but technically do you have eight because of the baby's count? Like how does that work? Okay, so um, on my unit, we have postpartum patients. We have patients who are also um, antepartum, so they haven't delivered yet. They're there for certain things like high blood pressure, um, poorly managed or not managing so well with their gestational diabetes or um, different things like that. And then we also are doing inductions on my unit. 
Um, so a typical assignment, if you're just looking at postpartum patients on that unit for a foreigners, usually we have about four like moms and then four babies. Okay. Um, that's a typical day. Sometimes so like more or less, but yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine that. And that's the same day and night. That's crazy. Um, so do you, do you go in to assess the mom so we go and baby in there, and you know, like what's the, what we do is we get, get our down. report, we get our worksheet, we get our okay. report. Um, just like, I guess on any other unit, you would go in, you get your report. Like why the they're nurse. here, they, you why know, obviously here. they delivered. <laughs> yeah. Obviously they delivered what type of delivery they had. Um, honey, 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 honey. We do, <laughs> we do, um, because we, we, we have our cardexes, so we read through it. We kind of talk about, you know, what type of induction they had, or sorry, what type of delivery they had, what number baby this is for them, um, if it was a term baby. Um, we go to the, our GT pal, so we can talk more about that later. But we go through that. Um, we go through what the delivery was like, um, any issues that she so far had during her postpartum period, what her overall health is like. Um, whether she's been up and moving around, um, if it's a, a post-op patient or a, a patient who had a C-section, we kind of talk about um, that a little bit as well, um, that sort of thing. And then we go in, or well, we're already in there, we introduce ourselves to the patient and then we leave. We kind of tell them, okay, we're going to be back in X amount of time to go over the assessment. So once we've kind of compiled all the information that we need for our patients, our worksheet is filled out, we're ready to go, we've looked through our charts um, for mom and for baby, um, then we begin our, 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 our full assessment of our, of our patients, our full, assessment, our full physical assessment of our patients and safety checks on our patients. Um, so we go through that and it depends on the mom how long we're going to be in the room. Because a lot of times we go in there, we're like, okay. We're going to go in there, we're going to do our physical assessment, our safety check, blah, 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 and then we're going to go on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Maybe after we give some Tylenol and that sort of thing. Nope. Usually we're in there a lot longer because they usually need help with feeding at that time or they need to get up and, you know, get some help to go to the bathroom and do all that stuff as well. So you're, you a lot a certain amount of time, but you usually end up going over that amount of yeah. time just because, you know what, that's what the patient needs at that time. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how our day goes. Um, our day gets obviously broken up with our breaks and so on, but usually it's it's mostly teaching, mostly and like breastfeeding, mostly and like teaching how like sign symptoms and when to go back in and their like incisions and everything. Looking eh? at them, yeah, looking at um, their incisions, looking at um, their their lochia, looking at their bottoms if they've had a vaginal delivery. Yeah. Um, helping them with breast or bottle feeding or both um, with pumping if applicable to that patient um, by that I mean use of the electric the double electric breast pump um, consults with lactation consultants um, with if applicable with social work where applicable um, there's all kinds of things that we're doing in the day but I would say the majority of the time we're doing teaching with our patients so teaching of baths teaching of um, baby care that pertains to diapering, that pertains to swaddling, that pertains to um, all kinds of things like that. 
um, in a in a teaching session. That sounds really cool. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work too. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. A lot of repeating yourself. Yeah, as you well. know, like like I know what I'm doing. Please listen to me. Please try it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and you kind of tailor it to the mom and to the dad. So one of the things you mentioned about teaching, so I know like the typical maternity, you teach about breastfeeding and how to swaddle and how to change diapers. You're doing this for four separate patients almost every single day. And then you're doing it for, you know, your whole set. So two days, two nights or five off. Like, do you ever find it like boring or repetitive or like tiring, you know, always repeating yourself? Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Why is that? And I think the reason for it is that like everyone's different I guess it's so different with everybody like I don't know if it's just like um it's different based on like their like whether or not this is their first baby or their fourth baby Mm -hmm. or if it's like a personality thing with each client um and each family but it literally never feels like that's amazing repeating yourself Unless you're repeating yourself with that specific individual <laughs> over and over again in different ways, shapes, and forms, diagrams, so on, so on, so on. But otherwise, no, it doesn't feel... Like you love it. Like you love teaching them? You have to really love teaching. Like, yeah. you almost have to feel... You almost feel like a teacher um, catering to the specific needs of your student or, okay. in this case, of your patient. Because um, it varies a lot. Like, even just in... Ter- guess in terms of... Um, you know, the age of um, the patient, but also their experience level with infants, um, with newborns, um, and their overall comfort level with their own baby right now. Yeah. Um, and their willingness and their readiness to learn. Um, but isn't it hard moment. because you have to, like, teach them so much in the 24 to 48 hours? Oh, like, God, isn't that so scary? Hard. Yes. Like, oh. Yes. Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> And some people have different education levels where they go to classes or they have no idea what's going on, especially if you have like a younger mom versus an older mom. Like, you know, do you do you a lot more time for the younger moms or the people who are eager to learn more, I guess? As the morning goes on, you can kind of tell which clients you need to spend more time with in the day. Because um, they're not all equal in that sense at all. Um, you kind of know, it's sad to say, but you kind of know, like, okay. Who to focus on more. <laughs> who to focus on okay. more. Because um, you only have 12 hours. I know it sounds like a lot, but you really only have 12. Yeah. And you have usually four families that you need to to see. Yeah, and, and they're tired, and they're delusional, and they're, you know. Yeah, they're tired. They're, and working with them for teaching purposes when they're so exhausted because remember you you don't just go in the hospital and bam have a baby some people do but a lot of people don't (laughs) they're there for hours days some of them are there so they're exhausted they're super exhausted by the time they come from labor and delivery yeah they're just just like you it's like almost like they've (laughs) checked out it's like peace (laughs) you know but like they also realize they also realize they have they have a baby a to take care of. responsibility <laughs> here. Trying to, you know, be ready to go home in either 24-ish hours and a bit if you're a vaginal delivery or 48 sec- hours and a bit if you're post-section. Um, so it's kind of like, there's a lot of like, I think, t- 
tugging within them as well because they yeah. know they need to self-care. They know they need to get some rest. They know they need to be up and moving around, but they also know that they need to be paying attention to the teaching that's going on, especially if this is their first go at parenthood. So um, it's, it's, it's challenging. <laughs> it's challenging, but it's good. Okay, so I also have another kind of personal question. So my maternity placement, I did have a, like, I did enjoy it. It was very nice, but I did have, like, obviously it happens. A mom loses its baby, his child. And how do you, like, deal with that? Like, emotionally, do you see it a lot on your unit without, like, privacy and confidentiality? And, like, how do you deal with it? Like, my nurse, I believe, gave away all her patients and then was emotional one-on-one with that mother um, for the remaining of the shift or how, as long as they needed it. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, do you have one experience that... It's hard. <laughs> it's very... It's hard. Like, um, I would say that... It's very sad. Like, it's I can't... Not that's why I think... I think that's why, like, some people don't want to do maternity sometimes for that reason too right like it's it's emotional it's life oh it's super emotional it it i and sometimes i feel like it there are days where you know there's a loss on the unit or there's something sad happening on the unit and it feels more somber almost than on other unit on another unit that i would have worked for another area that i would have worked in um and i don't know i think it's just because normally it's a really happy place it's a really exciting place um filled with so much hope and i think when something sad happens on our unit we grieve it together as or as best as possible on a particular day given everything else that's going on on the unit with our other clients we try to grieve it together and try to support each other in the moment as best as we can um and that looks different depending on the day really sometimes it could mean that we um you know offer to take another patient of the person of that nurse so that she can focus more on that patient who is grieving um other times it might mean um just kind of sitting with that nurse in a private area and just kind of talking about her his or her feelings um around that loss um other times it might look like just crying together at the desk um in a corner other times it looks like um really just it looks like nothing has changed it looks like nothing sad is happening and the reason for that um as sad as it sounds might just be that the unit is completely swamped we're at max capacity we're using overflow beds um we got really really sick patients um at the moment as well and it looks like the unit has to go on as if nothing's happening and those are the saddest days those are the most devastating days because you know that your patient is grieving you know that her family is grieving you know that you are grieving that loss for them as well and you can't talk about it because you don't have time you don't have time to let those tears fall down your face with your patient like how do you go to another room and just be like okay let's do a bath you know like it's it's very hard 
it's very hard, but they say <laughs> that it is a skill that will come with time. And um, I don't know, like, I don't know when that's going to come. It's almost three years that I will be working in postpartum, and I'm not sure when that will come. Maybe... That is kind of long, eh? Maybe in another five years, oh. maybe in 20 wow. years. I don't know, but um, it's hard to be so removed when something really sad is happening, even if it's not a loss, even if it's just a delivery that didn't go the way that... Um, the mom, the mom anticipated you know like that's grieving too um or she you know realized that her baby needed to go to um special care or the nicu um that's all grieving as well right like that's not what she had in mind or um that's not what obviously she would want either um right off the bat if at all things could be different for her and for her family. So um, I guess my answer is we push through it. And that's a really oversimplified way. But yes. Because um, I don't think you've ever really talked to me about that stuff. Because you're not allowed, right? Yeah. So like you you just have to talk with your colleagues. Yeah. And hope yeah. You talk enough. to your colleagues. Yeah. And hope that that's enough. And you know what? It's often not enough. And you spend many days thinking about it. Um, And some of those clients that you grieve with stay with you for so long. You know, like, it's pretty awful. (laughs) But um, you hope that as much as they're grieving that you're going to have done the best for them um, in that situation. So... Yeah, you just kind of work within your means to provide the best care that you can. And and that also includes in times of grieving. So, yeah. Okay, so that was very emotional, I think, for everybody listening as well. Um, let's So let's try to turn it around and ask, what is most satisfying about your job? Like, what makes you want to come back? What makes you not, like, want to lie in your bed and cry all day, you know? Like, what makes you love your job and go to work every day? What's your favorite thing to do, almost? Okay, my favorite thing, my favorite thing is helping with feeding, newborn feeding. So you might think, oh, well, breastfeeding, yes. Of course, I love helping with breastfeeding, but I love helping with newborn feeding. So whether that means um, breastfeeding or um, bottle feeding from... um, with formula or with express breast milk or with syringe feeding um, or cup feeding or whatever. I love feeding. (laughs) (laughs) I love feeding myself. Yes, obviously. But I also love newborn feeding. There is so much satisfaction that you get from that because Honestly, when the mom comes to to us on postpartum, she already knows how she wants to feed. I don't need to say, here's a lecture of why you need this type of feeding versus blah, blah, blah type of feeding. No, no, no. She already knows. And if there's a moment where things change and it's not going to go that way, I still get so much satisfaction in explaining and motivating and encouraging the best that I can. Um... From w- w- when it comes to feeding, um, so 
I would say it's the most rewarding part of my job because um, the parents also look super appreciative of anything to do with feeding this tiny human that they've created and now must keep alive. So <laughs> it is the most rewarding part of my job, I think, is helping with feeding um, when it comes to postpartum, the postpartum section of my job. Um, I love that aspect of it um, for that, for the pure satisfaction is yes you're feeding a tiny human but also the parents already know that that's the, one of the very first things that they're going to be able to do for this child yeah. is helping is is the feeding the preparation around the feedings um the timing of the feedings um when to feed how to feed how often to feed and all the aspects that go into that um so yeah i'd say that's probably my favorite part um for those reasons yeah that's awesome. Okay, so our next question is from uh, Case. Um, she is at CaseMO7 on Instagram. And then she asks, does working on L&D slash maternity make you get baby fever super hard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. But the thing is, for me... It would be like before I knew that I was truly ready to have um, to have a baby and start my family. I think that it would make me feel baby fever for like a few a hours, okay. a shift, you know, an hour into the evening or whatever. You know what I mean? But no, like I wasn't like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to go home now and have a baby because all these people, have, you know, like. It's a lot of work, man. You see how much work it is for these people and you're like, oh my God, let me wait till I'm truly ready. So I don't know. The answer is yes and the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> in some ways it scares you off, but in some ways you're like, I got this, man. But no, you know, it just, yeah, <laughs> a lot of back and forth with that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, and then her second question is, do any men work there? Yes. that you know of so you work at both campuses yes. uh so both hostels how many men to women work there one out of both campuses yeah oh okay <laughs> do you think do you think like he's a great guy <laughs> yeah do you think a lot of like women as patients are there like are receptive to him has anybody said like no i do not want a man there okay. are people like men that obviously um, sad but I w- to say, but I wonder but at the why same they're time, I understand because some of it is cultural, yeah. um, and some of it is um, related to her specific life experiences, right? So, do they do that for doctors as well, where they request yes. a female doctor? Oh yeah, I yeah. Okay, okay. That. So it's oh, not yeah. a nurse thing. It's not a. It's, not it's a just a. Thing. It's actually a gender thing. Yeah, okay. I think so. So that wraps up another episode of Day in the Life of a Maternity Nurse. Thank you so much, Faith and Celeste, for being here today um, and for Case for sending in her questions. We do have another episode about being pregnant while working as a nurse, and also we have more questions along the way. So if you guys want, tune in to next couple weeks, I believe, and then we will be releasing it. And remember, let's be nurses who help other nurses, whether that's on or off duty. Bye.